This is a GRDC podcast. Right now, growers in the southern region and southern parts of a northern region have one thing on their mind. Do they top dress their crops? And if so, how much nitrogen to apply? G'day, I'm Chris Brown. GRDC has produced a nitrogen reference manual for the southern region to help growers and their advisors answer the multitude of questions they have around nitrogen fertiliser this season. On this podcast, we speak to one of the developers of the manual, get some tips from a soil scientist and check in with a leading grower who's right in the middle of his nitrogen program. But first, Bill Long is well known to many in the southern region as a leading ag consultant and grower. Bill was involved in putting the manual together and he explained what drove its development. One of the things that was evident was there is a raft of knowledge out there, but it varies from person to person. And one of the things that we constantly were asked while I was on the panel of GRDC from the regional cropping solutions groups to the farmer meetings we had was questions around how do I get the best out of my crop particularly related to how much nitrogen I need to apply. And so there's still lots of confusion out there in terms of how to make that good nitrogen decision because it is so crucial to the profitability of farmers. So I guess it was the constant questioning around how to best make a nitrogen decision that prompted the development of this publication. What will they get out of the manual right at this moment in time? There might be some specific questions that growers or advisors Uh, looking to answer and this comprehensive manual goes a very very long way to providing that information that people are seeking. And importantly at this stage of the crop growth when people have either put out some nitrogen or are thinking about putting out some nitrogen there's a lot of good advice as to I suppose how to go about that how much to put out. Sure. The manual answers lots of questions and it's developed in an easy to read format. Lots of graphs, lots of tables, simple to follow. You can answer specific questions you might have at any crop growth stage to assist you to make that nitrogen decision. So right now, you know, a lot of growers are sitting on a fair bit of soil water. Some of the seasonal forecasts are looking pretty promising. So they're two crucial factors to help drive a fairly aggressive nitrogen program. You know, it might be you want to interrogate a book to help you understand what that yield potential might look like and therefore how much nitrogen you might need to apply to achieve that yield potential. It might be right now we've got crops at uh, mid-tillering to GS32, 33, you know, right across that southern region of Australia. And the question might be, well, am I too late to apply nitrogen? How late can I put this on? How effective might that be at this stage if I don't have a decent follow-up rain? How much mineralisation might I expect to get for the remainder of the season? How much nitrogen am I already sitting on? How much nitrogen did that bean crop that I've planted this wheat crop on fix last year that might become available to me? So there are quite specific questions that growers need to be thinking about in that complex nitrogen decision matrix that they've got to deal with, the specifics of which can be dealt with in this book. Of course, applied nitrogen is one of the biggest costs of growers and they need to know or they need to be fairly confident that they'll get a a return. Does the manual help them make an economic case? There's a good section in there about the economics of nitrogen decision-making. While it's theoretical, growers and the advisors helping them make those decisions 
reasonably pragmatic about the economics. Fundamentally, it comes down to good nitrogen decision will be making sure the crop has satisfactory nitrogen to reach the yield potential, which is set by the current soil water you've got and the expected rainfall for the remainder of the season. So they're the unknowns. So the economics becomes challenging. But look, there's some good sections in there that'll help you sort of understand the law of diminishing returns, the fact that when you're considering your nitrogen inputs, should you target that maximum yield or should you consider targeting a yield that is a little less risky, you know, maybe targeting 80% of that yield potential So there's a component of risk that's being considered in that decision that you've got to make now or in the next couple of weeks that reflects the fact that we may not get the favourable outcome that we're looking for, that there is a risk associated with applying too much in and having a haying off event potentially, which can be detrimental to the return. So Bill, what tools are available to help growers make these informed decisions? Yeah, look, there's a range of tools available, Chris. There's some basic spreadsheets, there's basic mineralisation models, there's some paper-based models, ranging through to some web-based tools, Yield Profit, for example, which are really helpful. Many of these tools are simple, designed to give an understanding about a specific issue, e.g. mineralisation, as I mentioned before, which provide one piece in the puzzle, and others are the more holistic big picture models that provide a really good understanding of all the complex issues that go into making a good nitrogen decision. The point I'd like to make about all of these tools is that eventually people might use these tools but eventually they'll develop their own rules of thumb, their own guidelines and that's why we see lots of debate about how much nitrogen I need to apply because there's some very experienced guys out there that have been making lots of nitrogen decisions for many years that have developed up some simple rules of thumb that they use and then these rules of thumb become you know gospel if you like and junior agronomists or less experienced farmers just pounce on those rules of thumb and try and use the same things in different areas and hence maybe don't make quite the right decisions. So it's important to recognise that these tools are out there to use them yourselves, to develop up your own level of knowledge and sophistication in your thinking around nitrogen decisions. And you'll find that after a while you tend to throw them away because you've developed up your own set of guidelines. And that's just a perfectly normal, natural progression. And there's some useful guides here, useful equations in this book that will help you understand some of the vital aspects around nitrogen decision making that you can use to get you started. And I found flicking through this manual, even as an experienced grower and an experienced agronomist that's been making nitrogen decisions for many years, there's bits and pieces in here that you think, ah, gosh, I'd forgotten that. That's a useful guide. That's a useful table. So just to help realign your thinking, it's a very, very useful publication. Bill Long from Ag Consulting Co. Okay, we have a good season. So what else do we need to know? Cassie Shafe is a soil scientist on the Riverine Plains. Her consultancy is called AgriSci. So what should growers be mulling over in their minds? Look, at this point, I'd like to think that growers would have a really good handle on what their mass balance is. So thinking about what their yield potential is and knowing how well the season's going so far with a good soil moisture store beneath us. Thinking, do they have enough nitrogen in the system to meet those yield potentials that they're looking for? So if there's any doubt about that, now's basically the last chance to have a rethink of your nutrition program and if it's worth, to put a bit more on. But seriously, the the more you understand about your system 
and your nitrogen history and the storage of nitrogen in your soil, the more informed decision you can make around if you need that extra top of, of N or if the system looks like it's going to pump through to a good projected yield for the season. So at this stage of the season, how would growers make that decision? And is that the sort of information they should already have? Look, I like to think that they should have that in hand by now. There's certainly opportunity still for some top-up nitrogen. And you'd be looking at your crop status to see if, if it was showing any symptoms of low nitrogen at this point in time. I've read somewhere that if you look at your crop and it looks like it needs a nitrogen top-up, then perhaps it needed it some time ago. That's right, Chris. So you're really behind the eight ball if that's where you're up to. Sometimes things catch us by surprise and things start to get a bit yellow before we realise what's going on. So if growers have access uh, to any satellite imagery, the NDVI measurements that can be taken from satellites is a really valuable piece of kit to understand where their paddocks sit in relation to the nitrogen supply. The access to that kind of information is really quite readily available these days through most precision ag providers. So if you're on the edge of, of not knowing exactly what you should do and you had quite a bit of area to cover, the NDVI maps can certainly help that way. Does the approach need to differ when it comes to nitrogen applications in crop according to the various rainfall zones and soil types, etc.? Completely. So we know that different soil types have a different capacity to store nitrogen, or another way to think of it is their capacity to hold nitrogen and stop it from moving through the profile. So we know that our sandy soils have less capacity to store nitrogen and there's more likelihood of, of any nitrogen loss below the root zone or not used in the previous year to continue to move down. Whereas our clay soils have a lot more capacity to hold nitrogen, particularly as ammonium. And that means that anything that wasn't used in the previous year is able to be accessed in this current season. So that's certainly important for those growers who set their 2019 crops up really well, but then didn't get that follow through rainfall to make use of that nitrogen. So if those crops are on a, on a heavier soil type, then there's a higher chance that that nitrogen would still be available through this season. What about different rainfall zones? Within the different rainfall zones, we know that nitrogen moves with water. So under a higher rainfall system, we're going to get more nitrogen movement through that soil. But the flip side is that in a higher rainfall system, you're more likely to be putting more nitrogen on because you're going to get a bigger yield response. So I guess it's that interaction of rainfall and soil type in our zones where we have a higher rainfall but a lighter soil type, I wouldn't be expecting or assuming that there's still a lot of nitrogen in the system, whereas a higher rainfall with more, more of a clay soil, there's a higher expectation that, that nitrogen would still be available with time. And in our lower rainfall systems, we're likely to get less movement of nitrogen to depth, but as our yield expectations would probably be a lot less, we've got less nitrogen in the system to start with. And I guess the other thing with that is our consideration of our rotation crops. So if we're growing our wheat crop, for example, after a pulse, then we would expect that all things being considered and that nodulation and end fixation in that legume went well, that we should have an accumulation of nitrogen for use within this crop as well. So I think it's a combination of consideration of, of your rainfall and your soil type and your cropping rotation and history. How important is the seasonal outlook? I mean, it's looking pretty good at the moment. How important is it in helping growers to make decisions like this? It's incredibly important. 
knowing that nitrogen is one of the most agile things we can do in responding to seasonal conditions in terms of our yield potentials, the ability to strategically place our nitrogen through the season according to different growth times and requirements mean that we can stagger that and ramp that up or down according to the seasonal outlook. So if the season looks like it's going to be quite dry, we might put some N up front or early in the season to get things up and going, but then hold back a bit to see what's going to happen before investing a lot more in urea as we move through the season. Whereas this season, for example, that the outlook looked good from the start, some good nitrogen generally went on early to get some really good vigorous early growth and then planned staging of nitrogen all through the season up till now and, and for the next few weeks to really maximise that seasonal yield potential. Soil scientist Cassie Schaaf. Andrew Russell is a grower at Rutherglen in Victoria. He's also a member of a GRDC Southern panel. I caught up with Andrew right in the middle of his top dressing program. We're about two-thirds of the way through our nitrogen top dressing program. We're just waiting for product to come in. In fact, a truckload just arrived not a couple of hours ago. So we start our nitrogen program really at the start of the season and, and then track all the way through and we're now starting to get to the point in where we're looking at what in is required to achieve optimum yields with plant available moisture. What was your strategy at the start of the year? The strategy for the start of the year was to make sure that we had nitrogen available right the way through the growing season. We start our nitrogen program by spreading around about 40 units of N and we sow into that just to try and get some early vigour with especially canola and have nitrogen available early on in the program. We then take deep ends with the assistance of expertise in Cassie Shafe just to work out what nitrogen is available. When you did the deep end subsequently, what did that reveal in terms of nitrogen needs in crop? Well, that's interesting, Chris, because there was actually more nitrogen there than what we thought. We were lucky enough to have a reasonable year last year, so we attained some reasonable crops for the amount of rain that we had last year. We were thinking that we were probably not going to have as much nitrogen available, but with the season, the early break, there's been quite a bit of mineralisation. So that was good to do, and it was worthwhile doing those deep ends which we do annually as a part of the course. We have transects around about 25 across the property and we go back to those same locations year in, year out. When do you do the deep end testing? Uh, We aim to do the deep end testing late May, early June is the optimum time for us. Then with the delay of getting results back, it means that you can then start making some pretty educated decisions in mid to late June and that's when we generally start our top dressing applications. Will this top dressing that you're doing now, will that be your final application or will you come back in later? Good question Chris and that really will be left up to the gods and uh, some risk management. So at this point in time this will be our last application but should we see the spring be kind to us then we will then consider a top-up potentially towards the end of of August. I know nitrogen application is really, really expensive. What has been some of the challenges for you getting it right? Getting it right is, is, it's just such a difficult question. The issues I have, and I suppose the questions that keep me awake at night, uh, and there's two questions, and that is, have I put enough nitrogen out or have I put too much out and have I wasted money? 
So yes, it is expensive and it is our biggest input cost. Especially in years like this, we really just need to display a bit of risk management in that we are spending more on other inputs like fungicides in particular. So across the board, as far as crop inputs, the costs are considerable. Now, yes, there are returns or potential returns at the end of the year, but it really is doing those calculations along the way, making sure that you're spending every cent wisely, and making sure that you retain the potential for the year, because that's most important. I hesitate to ask this question, Andrew, but is there any gut feel involved in your calculations? Look, definitely. I think gut feel is actually potentially underrated. I don't claim to be any sort of an expert. I've been in this industry over 20 years now. I think gut feel is definitely part of the decision-making process. It's also really getting good advice and is probably those two combined certainly help the decision-making process. But gut feel may be a fairly loose term, but I think it definitely plays a role. What are you hearing about the rest of the season? Is it going to be as kind to you as the start of a season? I think so, Chris. I think it's going to be relatively normal, which means for us that could be a good spring. And we'd certainly look forward to that. This year, I think we're with impacts on commodity prices. It's going to be all about growing tonnes for us, and that'll be really important. So matching nutrients to yield potential will be vital. It's all about just making the best educated decision that we can at the time and we'll keep going back and re-evaluating every fortnight until we get to a point where any nitrogen that we put on after a certain growth stage is not going to realise the return on investment. I think the other important thing, Chris, is that where commodity prices are at the moment and the potential for a premium for higher protein wheats, that could also be part of that decision-making process as to whether we do apply some late applications of nitrogen. To build up your protein. Correct. Andrew Russell and before Andrew, Cassie Schaefe and Bill Long. Now there's a link to the GRDC Nitrogen Reference Manual for the Southern Region on this page for your easy reference. My name is Chris Brown.